Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of the Seed podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to bow and to call upon your name, dear God, and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lord, you hear and answer our prayers. And God, I just pray, Lord, for each and every one, dear God, that is affected by this COVID-19, dear God, Lord, that you would just touch them, dear God, especially touch our children, dear Lord, and see they are getting this other uh, disease along with it after, after they get over the COVID. God, just touch them and protect them, Lord, just put a hedge of protection around our children, dear Lord. And God, just be with each and every one that's on the front line, dear God, all the nurses and CNAs, and the doctors, God, just, Lord, just protect them and keep them safe, dear Lord. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to go out by way of podcast. Lord, I, I pray that you, God, that you would just use me, dear God, that you will just give me the words to say, dear Lord, that I may help someone in some way, Lord. And God, I just thank you and I praise you for everything. I thank you for choosing me and I thank you for using me. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, we was talking last, last time about Moses and, and uh, the children of Israel and how they had started complaining about uh, uh, first one thing and then another. And how that uh, the Lord had, uh, they had started started complaining to God first about something about God. The, the Bible is not really uh, say what it was, but he had angered the Lord quite a bit, and he sent down fire uh, to the edges boundaries of the the camp and and killed some people and burnt some people up. And uh, Moses prayed, and and the Lord quenched the fire, but. Uh, you know, we last time we talked about uh, all the people, different people, how that we complain all the time. But this week, I want to look at the person that we're complaining to, the individuals uh, that we complain to, like our pastors, our wives, our husbands, uh, our Sunday school teachers. Some, you know, we're and. A co-worker, just so a lot of us just complain to anybody that will listen. And, you know, Moses is in a, a position right now to where that all the complaints and everything comes to him. Um, we've got to, you know, we set up all the judges and everything to judge the people in, in the matter, matters in their lives. And, but all the complaints and everything, it, it came straight to Moses. And Moses was, was, he was, he was at this point in time, there was so much complaining going on by the children of Israel and the mixed group of people that was with them that Moses was, uh, um, I guess you could say he was about at his wit's end. Uh, you know, you know how it is when, um, when people are continually complaining to you about something or about the same thing or, or it's something different every time you meet them. They're, they're complaining about this. They're complaining about that. This don't work. That don't work. Uh, this person done this and that person done that. You know, you know how we are. We're, and if we don't like something, instead of taking it before the Lord, we take it to somebody else and complain. 
Well, Moses was, um, he was getting a little, a little upset about this. And we're going to go back to verse 10 and uh, start reading. This is uh, Numbers chapter 11 and verse 10. It said, Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly, and Moses also was displeased. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore hath have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth a sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? Whence should I have flesh? Well, we're going to stop right there in 12. Moses is asking the Lord. He said, Lord, put it, just, just put it in my own words and send the way that I feel sometimes. It's, it, Lord, these people are killing me. I mean, it's, it's every time that I, I run into this, these people, all they're ever doing is complaining about something. I'm talking about a lot of times it's people in the church. You know, they're, they're complaining about something. Every, there's something just not right every time. The services are too long. They're too short. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too loud. It's not loud enough. I mean, on and on and on. Something all the time. We complain. We as humans, we complain continually about something. And Moses had, had got to the point to where that it, that it was really getting on his nerves. It was really aggravating him. And he was to the point to where that he was very displeased with the people because they were continually fussing and arguing and griping and complaining about something. And finally, he, he looked at the Lord and he said, Lord, have, I haven't born these people. I, they're, they're not. They're not, they're not actually my people. I haven't borne them. They're, I haven't carried them like a father carries a child. But they, and we need to do something. There is, I need to have some help. I cannot do this on my own. This is what he's telling the Lord. I can't do this on my own. We're talking about what, maybe a million people or more right by this time, I'd say, but more. And, all the complaints that the children of Israel have, they come to Moses. And all the complaints that goes on in the, in the camps, it all comes back to Moses. And Moses is saying, basically, Lord, I've had enough. I mean, I've, I've had all I can handle. And, you know, we, we get to that point sometimes. We get to the point of where that we are just, we are just really aggravated and and we just we just don't want to put up with any more of it. I mean it it's it's sad to say that we get to that point, but that's human nature. You know, this is for that uh like everybody else, we need to take this and we need to give turn this over to the Lord and tell the Lord let him handle it, but not be uh we don't need to be so dramatic about it. Um you know, basically he's he's throwing his hands up and, and telling the Lord, you know, that, you know, I quit. 
I, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, I, I, I just, these people are, are continually complaining and everything. I, uh, you know, and, but the thing about it is, is Moses didn't go as, as far as to go back to the beginning, back to the burning bush when he was trying to get out of doing all this stuff. He didn't go back to that point and say, well, Lord, I, I told you back then I didn't want to do this, but he didn't go that far. But Moses is, is really getting upset and, he, he's crying out to the Lord and he, he's want, he's trying his best to figure out just exactly what to do. You know, people, I guess when you get a, a large group of people together, when one starts complaining, somebody gets to thinking about it and, and they think about, well, you know, I don't like this. So they start complaining. And another one says, well, I don't like this. So they start complaining. And before you know it, you've got 30 or 40 people that are, are going up to the pastors or somebody in the board or somebody. They're going up to somebody and, and, and they're complaining about something that's going on in the church. Or we complain to each other about, uh, well, this brother, uh, he does so and so. He shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You know, we'll get each other off and, off to the side, off to the corner, and we'll complain about somebody that's doing something that we don't like. People, I've got news for you. We're not going to like everything everybody does. We're not going to like the way everybody worships. You can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people none of the time. So, you know, we, we need to realize that we need to quit complaining, and if we have a uh, a problem, a, a uh, I can't think of the word. If we have an actual problem, we need to go to the respected members of the church before we ever bother the pastor with it, because sometimes, you know, maybe a board member or a deacon or a, an elder they can they can figure these things out. And they can take care of the problem that we have. But, you know, we're not going to please everybody all the time. So we need to, to be very careful. And this is where that we need to be. If you hold an office in the church, this is where that you need to really be prayed up, studied up, and tuned into the Lord so that the Lord can give you the answers that you need when someone comes to you because something is going on. They have a legitimate problem. But Moses said, Lord, I, I, I don't know what to do from here. And then he goes, and, and you know, the, the people, what started all this was uh, the mixed multitude got to complaining about something and then, and then the Israelites, they, they start, they chimed in and they started complaining. They wanted some meat to, to eat. They, they've ate this bread for over a year now and they're tired of it. They want something a little bit more substantial. Like I said the last time, that's fine. I can understand where they're coming from, but they went about this the wrong way. You know, a lot of times we try to, fix problems on our own 
or get answers on our own, and we go about it completely wrong when we need to really to just stop and figure out just exactly what the Lord would want us to do about this and, and go and proceed very calmly. And, you know, go to, uh, this is where that they should have picked out the elders that's in each family and, and had them to go to Moses and tell Moses and ask Moses, said, Moses, we have ate this manna. We, we appreciate the manna. Tell, tell the Lord we appreciate the manna. We, we like it very much, but, you know, we've had it for over a year now, and we would like to have some meat to go with this manna. Uh, and, you know, do this very calmly and do it as a suggestion and not a demand. See, when you start complaining about something, you are basically telling everybody that everything that the Lord is doing at that time is wrong and you've got a better way to do it and you know how to do it better. And they was telling it, you know, they they got to complaining about the manna. They didn't thank God for it. They just complained about it because they, they had to go out and pick it up every morning and uh, then they had to uh, grind it up somewhere or another, and then they had to make it like a flower and cook it. And, you know, it, it, there's something wrong with everything in our lives as human beings. I don't care. You could give somebody a brand-new Cadillac, and they can complain about the, the color of the outside or the, uh, the interior wasn't leather or it wasn't cloth or a drawn color. Something... Something is wrong with something that everything that we do for anybody, there's something wrong with it because we cannot please people and people are wanting everything for nothing. And, you know, I used to be in that. I used to be in that group. I wanted everything handed to me on a silver platter. Lord, I'm saved. Uh, I want, you know, I want this, this, this. And, and when I didn't get it, what did I do? I complained. Because I did not get it. Why, Lord, won't you give me this? I, I do this, this, and this, this, and, and now I can't get what I want. Why? You know, and it took me a long time to figure out the answer to that question myself. Why are you not doing this for me? Because I wasn't doing what I should supposed to be doing. I had, I had figured out that I was saved and and I was doing a little bit for the Lord, and that was it. And I was I was ready to go to heaven, and I was waiting on him to come and get me. And I was wanting him to give me everything on a silver platter, but I really didn't want to have to work for it. But you know, when I understood that even though I am saved, there is still a lot of work for me to do. There is still a lot that I have to do. I have to, you know, and... Uh, I talk about praying and studying every morning. Um, that is the one thing that I know that I don't have to do it, but I, me, myself, I have to do this. I have to do this because this is my time, my quiet time with the Lord to where I can get away from everything. My wife's still in bed and I come into the study and I, 
I lock, I close the door and I turn on some music and I pray and I study and I talk to the Lord for a while. Sometimes, uh, it, it, um, you know, it, it just feels like I'm alone and I can't get nothing together. Uh, and sometimes, you know, the uh, thought hits me and, and I like it and I go with it. But you know, the Lord, the one thing about it is, is I always read, I always study, I look at different things when I, and I always know when the Lord wants me to talk, uh, to speak on something because it, it just feels right. I, I can't, can't really explain it, but, uh, it's just one of those things that I just know this is, this is what God wants. And sometimes I don't get those feelings. And sometimes I really don't know what I'm going to be speaking about till I sit down and turn on the mic. But I know the one thing is I've studied and I've prayed and I've done what I'm supposed to. Now then, uh, the Lord is going to supply my need. He's going to give me what I need to say at that moment. And, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where that we have to trust in the Lord. But now, now there's just, there's a fine line there between trusting the Lord and taking the Lord for granted. You know, we just can't go in and read a few scriptures in the morning or in the evening or whenever we do it and say a few words in prayer and take off and expect God to, to tell us everything that we need to know. It's not going to happen. We've got to get to that point to where that it is actually a, a sacrifice for us to, to read and to study and to pray and, and, uh, to know that the Lord is going to give us the answer, but yet we continually look for whatever it is that uh, the Lord is wanting us to speak about. I, I read a lot of, I read a, read a lot, uh, not as much as I could or not as much as I should, but I still read. And, you know, you just sit down and you read the word and it just, it just does not, make sense it, it just don't feel right you go somewhere else no that that don't feel right you go somewhere else no that don't feel right and i mean this this will go on right up till the time that i sit down until and turn on the mic and i start speaking then god gives me the words and yeah, it, it concerns me a lot because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But, you know, I'm not in control. The Lord is. And he, he told me if I would do what I told him, what he told me to do, if I would do that, he would always be there and he would give me what I need. And he has never, ever failed me. And he never will. But yeah, it, it gets a little troublesome time. I guess you could call it sometimes a little concerning. And, but you know, this is nothing like what Moses was into. He was, he was having to deal with people that could come directly to him and, and talk to him and, and tell him exactly how they felt and everything. But like I said, there's a point of coming to Moses and, 
telling him what is on your heart and what is on your mind. And then there's another point coming to him and complaining and demanding that something be done. They were basically telling Moses, you need to go tell the Lord that we've got to have some meat to eat. This this manna, he just ain't getting it no more. You're going to tell him he's going to have to give us some meat some way, somehow. And we... You know, we've had this stuff for over a year and just going on complaining and, and griping about what they had. This goes back to what I said the last time. Be content with what you have. You know, you may not have the best, but it sustains your life. It covers your body. It keeps you out of the weather. It keeps you warm and it keeps you cool. And, you know, it, it's, it's not the best, but it, it, it does. It, it, it uh, suffices. And, you know, that's, that's where we, we mess up sometimes. We think that now that we're a child of God, that we have to have the best. Well, no, we don't have to have the best on this, on, in, on this world, on this earth. We don't have to have the best. We get the best when we leave this world because when we, when we get the best and we, we have everything uh, that any person would really desire upon the face of this earth, when we get it, it will never rust. It will never fade. It will never crumble. It will never rust, uh, degenerate or anything like it. It's going to last forever. And I have no idea how long forever is, but it's going to last that long because it, 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 it doesn't rot. It doesn't rust. It doesn't break down. It's, it, it's going to be the same as when I walk into it the first time as I walk into it five million years from now, it's going to be the same. It's not going to change, not one bit. So I am just passing through down here and all this stuff in this world don't don't really hold no value to me i've got two good vehicles i've got a good job i've got a good home uh place to sleep good food everything that i need i have and i'm i'm happy with that and but you know these people bless their hearts they they are like 90 percent of the children of god today they are not happy with anything that the Lord gives them. They, they, they always wanting something a little bit better, a little bit different. And in uh, verse 14, I am not able to bear all these people alone because it is too heavy for me. If thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand, if I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. You know, Moses, uh, Moses, the way I feel here is Moses is basically saying, Lord, I am afraid that I am going to really go off on somebody. I feel like that I am about to explode, and I, I need some relief. I need some help. And the Lord answers his prayer. And, and the Lord told him, said, Moses, he said, I want you to go. And I want you to send, go and find me 70 elders. 
And you know what I'm talking about, Moses. I want these these men to be real men of God, to be uh, to be uh, not smart, but uh, to be able to uh, discern different things and and to uh, help out with with the problems that the people has and and to be very patient. Now, this is what we need. And I want you to go find me these 70 men, and I want you to bring them to me to the tabernacle. And then I'm going to take the spirit that's upon you, that spirit of whether that you and I can speak, and you know what I'm saying, and you know what I need, you know what I mean, and we can converse back and forth with each other, and uh, I can I can tell you exactly what... Uh, I want you to do and you understand it, I'm going to take that spirit and I'm going to put it on these 70 men. And they're going to help you bear the burdens. You know, that's the one thing about the Lord. He will will always make a way for us when when things get so hard that it, it doesn't seem like that we can go on. When it gets to the point to where that... We just want to throw in the towel and give up and say, Lord, forget it. I've just, I've had all I can stand. Just, just take me on. And, and that's basically where Moses was at. He was to the point that said, Lord, just, just go ahead and kill me. I, I've, I'm at my wit's end. I, I, I can't handle this no more. These people, it's been a year and a half and all they have done is, is constantly complain and, and come to me with, with things that, really is out of my hand to begin with. And he said, I, I, I've got to have some help or, or just kill me, take me on. And you know, that's, even though Jesus, when he walked upon this earth, he walked upon this earth by himself. He always had those disciples around him. Those, those 12 handpicked men, he had those with him so that he, they could help and they could also learn, but that also that they could help. And they they learned a lot from doing this. And, you know, that's that's the main thing is what can we learn by doing this? What can we learn from the Lord? And verse 16, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather me unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers, officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. He said, I, I'm gonna, I, hear your, I hear your prayer. I understand what's going on. I'm going to help you. Go pick me out 70 of your best elders and bring them unto me. And they're going to help. I'm going to put my spirit on them and they're going to help you. They're going to help you bear this burden. And then on verse 18, and say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow and ye shall eat flesh. For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? 
for it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, and ye shall eat. Ye shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days, but even a whole month until it come out your nostrils and it be loathsome unto you, because that ye have despised the Lord which is among you, and have wept before him, saying, Why came we forth out of Egypt? <laughs> Why do we always look back to where that we come from, longing for those things that we had, and we see all the good stuff, but we don't see none of the bad stuff? They, they was talking about the fish and the, the vegetables and everything that they had back there in Egypt, but they never one time did they ever say anything about the, the hardships and the work and the taskmasters that was over them and beating them because they didn't perform the way that they thought they should. They never said nothing about that, but yet they, they remember the food. And, you know, we, we have a tendency to look back on life. And when we was out in sin and we remember all the good times we had when we was back out in sin, all, all the money that we had and the fine cars and all that stuff and all the friends that we had and the good times we had when we were together. But we don't remember all the bad times that we had either. You know, we're, we're just like the children of Israel. That's the one reason why I like studying so much and, re and, and teaching so much on the children of Israel. Because it is, they are, they are making this trip literally. And we're making this trip spiritually. We are, when we are born into this world and are born, are born again and give our heart and life to God, that is us coming out of Egypt. And that's when we start our journey to the promised land, to that, to heaven. And, you know, if we, if you will sit down and look at your own life, not everybody else's life, look at your own life from the time that you got saved and, and, and how that you have acted and how that you have lived since you got saved. It, it, and line it up with the children of Israel. It's going to line up pretty close. I know mine has. <coughs> Excuse me. My life has lined up pretty pretty close with the children of Israel. And, you know, I'm, I'm to the point now to where that I am trying to quit complaining about everything. And I am thinking about when when the, the problems come up and I start to complain, I will, I will, I'll try my best to stop myself and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to do to fix this? How, how can I come to you and ask you to fix this that I won't be grumbling and complaining? I don't want to, I don't want up to, I don't want to upset the Lord, but you know, um, I have got a problem and, uh, I need an answer, uh, or something. You know, we, we need to do it humbly, come before the love, before the Lord humbly. I know the Bible says come before the throne boldly, but you know, we can come before the throne boldly, but we can also be humble. 
Let the Lord know that we're there and we have a problem and we have come seeking a solution, not grumbling and complaining. And the Lord told these people, he said, I'm going, you, Moses, you go tell these people, I'm going to give them meat. <laughs> the old saying comes back to mind, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Well, the children of Israel are about to get it. They are wanting meat. They're going to get meat. And the Lord told them, said, you won't eat on it two days or seven days or 10 days or 20 days. You're going to eat on it for a whole month. It, it's going to, you're going to be to the point to where it's going to come out your nostrils and you are going to hate it. You know, you're not want to, you don't want nothing to do with it just because of the way that you come to him. And you reminded me of, of what you had to eat when you was back there in Egypt and forgot about everything else. Forgot about what I brought you out of, but you remembered the food and everything you had. Now then, you're going to remember this, this meat that you're going to get. <clears throat> and Moses said, The people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen, and thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? <laughs> That's just like us today. When the Lord says, don't worry, I've got it. I've got everything under control. I'm going to take care of it. Well, what do we do? We start asking questions. We start doubting. That's it. That's it. It's plain as day. We start doubting. Well, how in the world are you going? Moses is asking, put it in my own words, how in the world, Lord, are you going to feed all these people? That's 600,000 footmen, not counting the women and children and the, and the mixed multitude. How in the world are you going to feed all these people for a month, meat for a month. It'll take every bit of uh, livestock, every flock, every everything that we've got, it'll take every bit of it to feed these people for the next month. How in the world are you going to do that? It's not possible. No, he didn't say that. And no, we don't say that when we start doubting, but we might as well because... The way we think about it means the same thing. As we're saying, it's, it's, it's not possible. All things are possible with God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. It doesn't matter what it is. Nothing is impossible. Even now, the Lord is about to prove himself to Moses and to, to, to some people that is, it is going. It's nothing short of a miracle, and the, and Moses is doubting. And the Lord said unto Moses, "Is the Lord's hand waxed short? <laughs> you think my my hand all of a sudden is short? You think I can't do this? And you know." Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. 
And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. But there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were of them that were written, but went not unto the ta- out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for their sake. Would God that all men, all the Lord's people would, were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And Moses got him unto the camp, he and the elders of Israel. <laughs> So they they brought the the seventy elders and they brought them to the tabernacle and the Lord took the spirit of Moses and put it up on them and they started started prophesying and everything and there were two men in the camp and they started prophesying. Well, just as soon as this happened, you see they weren't they weren't at the tabernacle; they were in the camp. And just as soon as this happened. This one young man, he took off running to Moses. Moses, Moses, these two men are, are prophesying over here in the camp. You know how we are. If we think it ain't right and shouldn't be, we're going to run to somebody and say, well, so-and-so's doing this, and they shouldn't be doing that. Or so-and-so's, so-and-so's saying that. They shouldn't be saying stuff like that. And, you know, when, when something happens in the church and and uh, somebody prophesies and somebody had, speaks in tongues, he gives a message in tongues and everything. I wonder how many people sitting in the audience at that point in time is had something to say because this person is speaking in <laughs> tongues or prophesying. Uh, and, you know, it, it. I don't know sometimes if people are jealous because that they're doing that and because the Lord picked them or if they they just don't believe that this this should be happening in church, I don't know. But, you know, we've got to be very careful about what we say. And, you know, we, we need to let these people speak, but we also, at the time that they're speaking, we need to to be very much in prayer so that the Lord will let us know before we make any rash decisions and say anything. We need, we need to be talking to the Lord and making sure that this is of the Lord. And when he tells us that, yes, it is or no, it ain't, there's not going to be no, no discussion of it anymore because the Lord has spoken and he's told us that it is of him or it is not of him. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what we need to be doing. And, you know, every, every child of God ought to be to the point in their Christian life to where that they, when the Lord speaks to them, 
They can speak. They can prophesy. They can speak in tongues. They can, they will move when the Lord says move and, and not sit around and wait on somebody else to do it. You know, we've got more people in sitting around waiting on somebody else to give them a message or, or tell them something when we know we, we maybe we ought to be doing it ourselves instead of waiting on somebody else to do it. But you know, this, these, these men, they came willingly. And the two men in the, in the camp, they spoke willingly. They wanted to do this. They, they felt the Lord upon them and they began to speak. They knew what the Lord, they knew who the Lord was. They knew what the Lord wanted and they done it. And it's as simple as that. That's the way that we ought to be. Any, any and all children of God, should not think twice when the Lord tells you to do something. And you ought to be, children of God, we ought to be close enough to the Lord that when he speaks to us, we know it's him. And we don't have to stop and question. Or we don't have to say, well, you know, I don't know if that's the Lord or not, you know. We'll know it. We We need to be that close that we know it. We, we are cheating ourselves out of so many blessings by just being saved and satisfied that it, it, it's unreal. We are cheating ourselves out of so many things. When we need to be saved and we need to be willing to work and we need to be praying and, um, and studying God's word and we need to be to that point where when the Lord speaks that we know his voice. And we, and we say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Use me. You know, I've, I've done that a many a time. I say, here I am, Lord. Use me. And he's used me. I've questioned his choices of the way that he used me. But in the end, it all worked out perfectly. It all worked out perfectly. But anyway... There went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side and as it were a day's journey on the other side round about the camp and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. And the people stood up all that day and all that night and all the next day and they gathered the quails. He that gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. And he called the name of that place, Kibroth Hat. Because there they buried the people that lusted. And the people journeyed from that place to Hazroth and abode at Hazroth. Be careful what you ask for. Be very, very careful what you ask for. The people complained because they they had food, but it wasn't the food that they wanted. And they reminded God that 
when they were back in Egypt, that they had fish and they had all kinds of vegetables and stuff to eat anytime they wanted it. And they complained because they, they wanted meat and they wanted it now. And they got it. They got quail. They got enough to last them for a month. But when they got it, God smote them with a great plague. And they buried a lot of people. They buried a lot. Those that lusted, they buried. All those that that were basically saying we had fish and we had leeks and we had all this stuff when we was in Egypt. They buried these people. Be very careful what you ask for. Be very thankful for what you have. You may not have the best of everything. You may not have enough to to fill your stomach, but you have enough to sustain your life. You may not have the best of clothes, but you have enough to cover your nakedness. You may not have the best of a home, but it keeps you warm and dry or cool and dry. Be thankful for it. Be thankful for it. You may not have steak to eat, but you may not have bologna. Be thankful for it. See, I, it doesn't matter. You know, my wife will tell you, I don't care what she cooks. I don't care if it's a ham sandwich or if it's steak. I will thank her and I will thank God for it just the same as if it was the most expensive meal that was ever made because it came from the Lord and it sustained my life and it tasted good and that's all that matters. You know, we, we need to be very careful what we ask the Lord for. We need to be very careful about complaining to the Lord about things that we, we don't have and the things that we want and think, things that we think we should have. We need to be very careful because we might get them. And just like the children of Israel, it may end up being bad for us instead of good for us. But I thank you all for listening again. I hope you got something out of this, and I hope the Lord blesses you with this. And until the next time, thank you very much.